This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. It is our last race review of 2022 on the IndyCar side. I Before before we get to what's probably everybody's burning question on my Airbnb adventures this weekend, I am alive today thanks to our friends at Java House Coffee, who will be part of the show in... Uh, next year as well and like i said i will record an episode from there this off season we'll start doing youtube again but if you're not in indy they have five locations locally two in carmel one up in noblesville i think one downtown and then one in broad ripple go to javahouse.com and use promo code pitlane 10 get 10 percent off all of your orders thank you very much so i'm going to try to make this quick because i don't i and at this point there's still some some things to figure out with Airbnb, but and I had pent up rage, pent up, lots of pent up rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, let's let, let's see where do we start. So I was just landing in Monterey, and I had texted the person who booked the Airbnb, who I have not made fun of publicly yet. But it was good friend Kevin Dejewski. Kevin texts me and he says, so there's a few problems with the place. I'm like, okay, what's up? Because the air conditioning doesn't work. And the other bed, which is like a futon, is a rock. I'm like, that's fine. I mean, you know me. I can sleep anywhere. Yeah. So I, I said, does Air does Airbnb, does the listing have air conditioning as like one of the like features? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, you should tell them. He did. Their their response was, "Well, most places don't have air conditioning near here. Not not sorry. Not I'll get you a fan. Not oh man, let me go look at that. Just eh, sucks for you. So whatever. <laughs> that's Airbnb support, or that's the owner. That's the owner. Okay. So that night I slept on the futon. It was awful. You couldn't move, but you know, made it work." Friday, we get back from the track. It's like a sauna in there because it's just so humid. It's not like it, that it was super hot. It's just so humid. It was uncomfortable to sit in there. We had to open all the windows, the door, just to like hang out comfortably. Friday night, I decide, you know, I, I, I can't do this futon again. My back is killing me. I get, all the, I get the three extra blankets and the extra comforter, the two extra pillows, and I essentially make myself into a, a sleeping bag sort of arrangement on the floor. 
we pass out like 8 30 i don't know around midnight so the airbnb was like a side unit attached to the main house so we at the time weren't sure if it was the owners or other renters they start partying and not just like you know we can hear them once in a while it is like a goddamn nightclub next door music blaring (laughs) there is woos going there is people shouting so I, I sleep for maybe three hours Friday night. Saturday, like, I'm miserable at the track. I go through an obscene amount of caffeine. Saturday night, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to sleep on the floor again, fall asleep at, like, uh, I, I, I was having trouble falling asleep. And then the partying starts again. And not only does the party start again, somebody walks through the, and I can see them, like, in the in the driveway, because our, our window is right there, and they went, I don't even care if we get a bad review, which leads me to believe that it was the owner. <laughs> because then we, we we messaged the Airbnb app, hey, can you tell the people next door, whoever it is, like we played dumb, like we weren't sure, you know, to turn down the music. Never got a reply again after that. Didn't even reply to that. So Saturday night they're partying. It's now 2.30, 2.20, in the morning Pacific time. I'm still not asleep. So I call the local police department. I'm like, hey, is there any way you can get them to turn off the music? You know, I don't want to go over there. There's like, there was, had to be at least 20 people next door. And to their credit, the Monterey Police Department or Seaside Police Department showed up in five minutes. They shut off the music. What do they do instead? Shout even louder. So Because they knew that you were the ones that called? No, I just think they were, they were just assholes. Let's just, let's, listen, we're just, we're going to let a few words fly here. And so, you know, I maybe slept about 90, 90 minutes that night, maybe two hours. So all in all, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, I sleep maybe eight hours total at the most. I was supposed to do a couple road to indie interviews Sunday morning. And I was like, we'll we'll do them this off season. I can barely hold my eyes open right now. That's not even the end of the, so so Kevin and I or Kevin wrote a novel of a complaint to Airbnb. And when you complain to Airbnb about the host, the host has an hour to reply before it goes to Airbnb support. Obviously the host did not reply. So we are we requested a full refund as of recording midday Tuesday right now. Don't have an actual answer for you in, in terms of what's next, but I'm guessing they haven't heard from him either if it's it, you know it's been 48 hours since we complained but yeah and to make matters even more fun my 3 hour layover turned into a 5 and a half hour layover in Dallas yesterday and then when I was getting off the plane there was a very large like I mean he was had to be like 66 dude getting arrested and having a complete breakdown uh, I ended up getting body checked by security when they were trying to get back to where he was trying to run away to. So I have never been more excited to be home. And then I have to go back in the airport in three days. So I have or now two days. So I have a little bit of airport travel PTSD right now. Yeah, are you uh, regretting going out there for Laguna at this point based on all of that that happened? I mean, did racing balance it out for you? The actual door, when the race was going on, whether it was Indy Lights or IndyCar, I was happy and awake, met some great people this weekend, had a good 
time when there was no racing on the track, I was a zombie. I mean, I'm still, you know, I slept, I slept better last night than I've slept in the last couple of weeks. I was looking at like my sleep data on my Apple watch, but I, I listen, look, think back to Long Beach. That's when I had my shouting match with the, with the Lyft driver. California has not been kind to me this year. Yeah, maybe you're just not supposed to use Airbnbs and lifts and yeah. stuff. You just have to go with like official taxis or rental and cars and hotel. hotels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just more trustworthy. Because when we stayed at that hotel for, was that Nashville? That was a pretty good experience. Yeah, yeah. And so, so Sunday night, we were originally just going to rough it in the airport for a couple hours because Kevin and I both had an, an, an early flight. We were both on the same flight to Dallas. We decided, you know what, we haven't slept, let's just get a hotel. So we get this cheap hotel. It took 25 minutes to check in. There were some very sketchy characters around the hotel, but obviously we survived. So it's just like one thing after another, this this trip was just, I mean, even getting off the airplane in Indy was an experience. So, yeah, yeah. What a way to finish out the season. Yeah, obviously it's a good story because we're not going to want to travel again. No, I've been talking for eight minutes, and then I get to <coughs> excuse me, get to go to the airport in two days to see my family with my girlfriend. So you know, that'll be fun. I just need to like repack again and get my brain in travel mode, and I'm still PTSD mode. So there well, was a race this weekend. Sailing, so. Yes, it will be yeah. smooth. So it'll be a lot of fun. There was a race this weekend. Now that we've wasted, now that I've rambled on for nine minutes, Will Power is a champion. Frenchie, what do you think of Laguna weekend from the TV perspective? Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was very impressed by Alex Pelot's performance. Yeah, and it was interesting to watch Joseph Newgarden make all those passes going into the corkscrew. Those were extremely aggressive, and I was surprised he pulled all those off. But, I mean, it was a good race, and I think Will Power is definitely a deserving champion. I mean, you can make the argument that Joseph Newgarden has significantly more wins, but when you break down the data of how consistent Power was all season, I mean, I think he deserves it. it yeah, I think this was a great run, even though he has ninth... one win. Yeah, sorry, sorry. This is ninth podium of the year or tenth podium of the year, only is. His... You know, only had one win, and think about it. And I think somebody, somebody in one of the PLP groups pointed this out, and I don't remember who it was. So I'm sorry. You can give yourself credit on Twitter that if Detroit was one lap longer, Power probably wouldn't have won and would have won the championship with no wins, which is okay. I don't have an issue with <laughs> it. Would've... When you have a left, you know, ten podiums or nine podiums or whatever it was. I, you know, you deserve it. The Penske dominance this season was nuts. Yeah, nine wins in 17 races. Chevy had 14 poles in 17 races, I think it was. So Chevy was clearly, clearly yeah. found something this last off season. So it is now Honda's turn to, to find something. Although, you know, I don't know how much you can quote unquote find when you're only tentatively running this engine package for another year or two at the most so no it'll get pushed back again to like 2030 i know we'll save that for the for an off-season rant (laughs) we'll try to keep this race (laughs) specific 
at this point. Not much Mike's actually not happened. Mike's not for jokes this weekend. No, no, no jokes, no jokes. After this weekend, yeah, you, your yeah. face when I said that was just like, no, I, I can't deal I, with this right now. I just, I just can't process. I can't process anything right now. I'm, I'm, I have already had two cups of coffee this morning, but I don't know. Is there anything? Not, not much happened in the race. Jimmy Johnson got a penalty for for punting Dalton, but I mean, props to Jimmy. He dropped all the way to twenty six and finished sixteenth. So he, he. You know, for him, that was a good road course day. Other than that one mistake, and he had a, a practice incident where he spun and, and caused a red flag. But, I mean, not a bad weekend for Jimmy. It's it's pretty good. I think, obviously, Carvana said, you know, we'll be back. Or he said that Carvana said that, you know, they'll follow me around with whatever I want to do next year. So it's pretty open-ended in, in terms of that. But if we see him on road courses next year, I... I'm not going to say he's maybe top 10 material, but I think he'll be more consistent. Then again, I could, you know, could be wrong. So I think this was one of his better road course efforts this year, at least. Alex Didn't Below, Dalton fall off the track twice like before Jimmy punted him? Yeah, okay. So no, I don't it think it really af- affected Dalton's race. No, I, I think it was after the Jimmy... Jimmy was the first time he had an issue, and then it was two oh, times okay. after. Anyway, yeah. Polo, like you mentioned, dominated, had a fresh engine, didn't have to tune it down the last for four races. So, I mean, you you really saw what an IndyCar engine can do on Sunday when it's not tuned to last, you know, 5,000, 2,000 miles or, or whatever it is. He put on a clinic, one by 30 seconds, Joseph Newgarden really nailed that strategy starting 25th, didn't he? Yeah, that was, I mean, if Will Power wasn't as consistent as he was, that was a championship drive from Joseph Newgarden. But because uh, uh, Power, or sorry, because Dixon and Erickson didn't really do what they would have needed to do. So if Power wasn't in the championship, Newgarden would have just nailed that, even starting from 25th. Yeah, and I think the yellow flag... Timing helped Newgarden get to where Will Power was strategy-wise, but I mean he was up in the top six really quick on on Sunday afternoon. So that was that was good because that qualifying mistake that was one of the worst Joseph Newgarden mistakes we've seen. Like you he you know if you hit that that one yellow curb, you're spinning. We saw it a couple times previously, but the drivers all know that they. You, Will Power said in one of the press conferences this weekend, you know you can't hit that one. So that, not necessarily a championship-defining mistake because there were other things that happened in New Garden this year. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide. 
and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. But, you know, you could say coulda, shoulda, woulda, and it is what it is, but all in all, super impressive performance. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I guess the rookie of the year battle came down to a set of used reds that I mean, the used reds on Sunday just did not work. Malukas, you know, David made them last 10 laps. Other guys made them last 7 or 8 laps. And I think that really flipped the strategy because then when the caution came out, Malukas was only 12 or 13 laps into his first stint on blacks and, you know, pit, and then was just kind of running behind Christian Lungard the rest of the day. So props to Lungard for winning Rookie of the Year. He really did, especially the last two-thirds of the year, have a really strong season overall. So good to see. He'll definitely be back with Ray Hall next year, as I tweeted about this weekend. And you know, I know David will be back in IndyCar, probably with DCR and HMD, so that'll be really cool to continue that with year two. Anything else we're missing from this weekend? Alex Rossi's last race, um, race with Andretti didn't necessarily go as planned. Finished 10th. Scott Dixon finished 12th. That's only the yeah. second race this year that Scott Dixon fin- didn't finish in the top 10. Another you know consistent. Him and Power finished all 100% of the laps, however many laps there were this year. Power is only the second guy to lead all of the laps or lead all of the laps, that would be impressive, finish all of the laps and win a championship. And he's the first person to have a single win and win the championship since Tony Stewart in 97, 96? Yeah, I think that's 97, yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. But how many races was that season? Was that like a five-race season? I'm going to look it up. Because that was early IRL days. Yeah, I I don't remember. Also, props to Devlin G. Francesco for finishing 15th, I think. He had a pretty solid day. Other than that, Pato Awards, late strategy gamble, backfired, didn't help. I mean, he wasn't in the championship. It's a longer season. 
Oh, was it? How many races? It was... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So definitely not as long as we have now, but sure, not ten a race races. And he beat Davy Hamilton by six points to the championship. Okay, all right. I think our disappointment of the weekend, unfortunately, has to be good buddy Jack Harvey. Yeah, the oh, Lombard finished fifth. Graham Ray Hall. Remember Hall was 18th. I don't know. Oh, he had to massively fuel save the last third of the race there, so I think that, that dropped him back. But the Ray Hall car showed pace this weekend. The Ray Hall car showed significant improvement the last you know, third of the year, as everybody's mentioned after the Sebring test, and Jack just didn't have it again this weekend. And it's just... It's such a bummer. Wow, he only finished in the top 10 once this season? Really? Yeah, and that was at Nashville. Everything else was outside the top 10. Boy. Wow, yeah. His his championship or his season has I mean, I know switching from Meyer Shank is probably a big change, but I expected a lot more from him and hopefully we get to see him have another chance because I'm sure this is not what he was expecting or Ray Hall. Yeah, and I guess our last kind of person I wanted to bring up and then we can Look at predictions if you have that written down. Yeah, I do. Is, okay, is Callum Eilat qualified second, put on a mega performance, was looking like he would probably have finished top five, top six, probably, depending on how everything shook out at the end, and then, you know, had that engine failure where he got stuck on track and we probably we won't dive too deep into it this week, but we will. It will be an off-season topic. Is the way how they left the pits open for almost an entire lap. The only thing I'll say, I mean, a they're consistent about it. I still don't like it. B a few people said to me where I lot was despite being kind of at pit out, you know, sort of kind of on the track was not a dangerous mm-hmm. enough spot that IndyCar felt it was warranted. Make of that what you will, but I heard that from two or three people, two people, Sunday, post-race. So I guess it's not the biggest deal, but I think... I do don't... I'm, I'm still not a big fan of that rule. I just wish... It kind of takes out the strategy of, am I pitting at the right time, or am I about to get dropped to the back of the field because I you know, tried to get greedy and, and stay out there. Like, I do, I did do enjoy that element of pitch strategy in IndyCar. I agree. I think it, in a way of not calling the yellow flag, it almost manipulates the results in the other way. Some people would argue that it's manipulating the results by calling the yellow flag right when something happens, but I think this is artificially keeping the race as it was when it really shouldn't have been because an event happened that the teams wouldn't have predicted and would have changed the race for all of them. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. I think that's that's pretty much it. Obviously, we'll have plenty of topics to cover throughout the offseason, mainly because my brain is tired. We're going to go to predictions. I don't think there was any news that came out in Long Beach or Long Beach Laguna. David Malukas will be back. <laughs> Did he mention Yunkos second car? Oh, we didn't. Yunkos has second car next year. That number seventy eight. No, it yeah. came out the day after we recorded. Okay. 
That's what I thought. So, you know, that... Who's in that car, be... you think? Any guesses? Um, we'll save guesses for when I have more brain capacity than I do this week. Okay. So not Juan Pablo Montoya. Not Juan Pablo Montoya, no. I don't think it's going to be Dan. <laughs> I don't... Also, it's also not going to be Danica Patrick. Oh, wow. That's even more off the wall. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it probably... Kyle Busch? It probably won't be Kyle Busch. Although if they end up not running that second car for the full season, that would be a great Chevy spot for him for the 500. Just saying. Exactly. Speculation oh. abounds. Yeah, let's let's get all rumor Millie here and start making up our own rumors this offseason. Also, I don't think rumor Millie is a word, but we're going to go with it this week, and we're going to... Where, where did our predictions end up? Um, you win again. Yes. So, I won actually the IndyCar Open Wheel Challenge for the first time. I won the Laguna Seca event, but I should I don't pick the same drivers for this. Yeah. So I can cover myself of having one or the other where I do well, and it tends to always be my predictions on the podcast that fail me. I picked Pato, who finished eighth. Not bad, right? Will Power, who finished third and won the championship. But then I had Callum, who finished 26th and really tanked me unfortunately but that wasn't his fault so my average finish was 12.3 you had dixon who was 12th rossi 10th and then grosjean 7th so you had 9.6 you're in the top 10 again i feel like this 9.6 number keeps popping up for you yeah too bad it's not flipped (laughs) (laughs) nice Uh, yeah, so I think that's, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the Yunkos news, I think, you know, from what I heard at the track, there's probably another driver or two that raced this year that will not be on their current team next year. We'll leave that up to speculation. And rumor mill again. Rumor mill, let's, let's rumor mill it up. I think that's it's it. It's going to be a new or, section of the show. Rumor, rumor mill city, September 13th. Yeah, so that is it for IndyCar race reviews. Like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, Mr. Malukas will be on in the next couple weeks. We're give, we're giving him a little time to decompress after the season. I did talk to him earlier this morning, just kind of chit-chatting and whatnot, and talked about Sunday and, and the season. And So he's in good spirits. I know it didn't necessarily go his way, but still an impressive season from you know a smaller dcr program and next week we'll do our season award show that we'll make up on the fly and that's about it let's keep let's keep this one short this week i'm tired so everybody okay have a lovely weekend of racing oh there's no racing this weekend unless you like nascar so have a lovely weekend (laughs) if you're watching nascar of nothing of of (laughs) hanging out. I'm going to have a lovely weekend. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. 
Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.